0: Phyllis Curtis, age 83, went to be with her Lord and her Savior on Friday morning, November, September 9, 2022. Phyllis was born in Kalamazoo. On September 5, 1939, the daughter of Eric John and Esther Margaret Puschel. On March 14, 1959, she married William Curtis, who preceded her in death in 2010. Phyllis was a person of faith, and she took time every day to speak with God. She mentioned all her loved ones by name in prayer she loved crafts including sewing and crocheting knitting and cross stitching she shared that love with her kids and her grandkids phyllis was an avid reader and she loved game shows puzzles and playing cards phyllis is survived by her children jim and rebecca curtis janet and steve edmund brian and christy curtis mike curtis patty and calvin slager grandchildren maggie curtis emma Curtis, James Curtis, the second Molly Curtis, Jacob Curtis, Joshua, and Lacey Edlund, Erica Edlund, Justin Curtis, Elizabeth Curtis, Nora Curtis, Esther Curtis, Aaron and Maggie Curtis, and Ben Slager. I should have just said, I'm going to skip all the Curtises. <laughs> Great grandchildren, Joanna Jusma and Tobias Curtis, siblings Molly and Ron Stellius, Paul and Jeanette Puchel several nieces and nephews and countless friends. Besides her husband, she was preceded in death by her parents, her brother Mendel and Betty Puschel, and her sisters Leonora and Kenneth Opperman and Vera and Vera and Jack Van Loo. And I apologize to anybody if I got their names wrong. Friends, thank you for letting me share with you a brief word of encouragement from our Lord today and especially to you, the family of Phyllis. Especially because Phyllis, for me, was a great encourager. I don't know if she was a good encourager for you, but she really was for me. Phyllis was always glad to intervene on behalf of my critics or people who might speak negatively. And she would come to me and she'd say something to me. She was one of the first to approach me on her own, uh, without me saying, oh, I'm all troubled and worried about things. And she just said, you know, Pastor, I think you're doing a fine job. And this is good, and this is good, and this is good, and I'm okay with this. And don't worry about all of these things, Pastor. Uh, she could sense maybe my anxiety or my concern or my worry about, about everything. She wanted to be an encourager. That was a wonderful trait that, at least to me, maybe she didn't have that with all of you, but at least with me, that she had. And she always then brought it back around to say to me, most importantly, Pastor, you're teaching and preaching God's Word. That's what really matters. Uh, That's what's most important. We don't need to worry about all of the other things. The Bible would tell us that's because Phyllis was filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in John chapter 14, words that go like this, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Look at these words. It says the Holy Spirit will teach you all things and he will remind you. What did Phyllis do? She took it on herself to remind me of what the Lord was saying to me. She was becoming an advocate in my life. But that's because the Lord had so much reminded her of what was true and good and right in His Word. When Phyllis was well, she, I don't know if she ever missed a Sunday. Uh, I don't think she ever did, but as far as I know, she never really missed a Sunday at the church. When she wasn't well and she was staying home, she was one of the first to be watching our, our services at home. She was so faithful and pious, she would watch them twice on one Sunday. I feel bad a little bit for the poor lady. She, she would read her devotions. She loved Time of Grace. She, she read the Word every day, all the time. She was one of the people who would call me and say, Pastor, you know, can you come and visit with me? I'd like to hear God's Word and have it applied to me. Phyllis was a, a, a rock star of a shut-in. She was a wonderful lady to be able to care for in that way. One of my best. And the answer is easy. Why all of that? Well, God would say because she was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was constantly reminding her of all of these things. He was teaching her all of these good things. And she was doing it so that she could have what Jesus spoke of next in these words. Jesus doesn't just say that the Holy Spirit comes to teach us stuff and fill our heads with information. And Phyllis certainly was not a person whose head was just filled with information. No, as as Jesus went on, he said, "'Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid.'" Why did Phyllis want to, to be reminded of all of these things? Why did she want to be taught all these things so she could have peace? Now, peace is not as easy as sitting at a, a cabin, enjoying the fishing and the view and the water. Those are nice things. That's not a, a bad thing. right? But we know that peace is not that easy. And Phyllis could have used some more peace about the day-to-day things of life and a little bit less worry about some of those those little things but we all know that what she really wanted what she really was searching for and what the holy spirit was driving her towards was that peace eternal peace real peace because phyllis was is one of those people that despite the fact that she could say pastor it's okay you know you can try different things we can do different things she took god seriously she knew that God was that holy and just and righteous God, and, and she didn't never thought of him as a, a joking or an easy matter. We could have some fun here at church, but not, not with God. God was, God was real. God was, God was like the fine dishes. You know, everybody has their set of everyday dishes. Now people don't have fine dishes, but at least I did when I was a kid. You know, my mom did, right? We've got the everyday dishes, and man, my everyday dishes, they're all beat to, you know what? They're chipped. I mean, we only have them for 15 years from our, our, our wedding, and they've been through, I think we're on our third batch already. They get, they get chipped, and they get scratched, and did you know that Cornell, even that fine Cornell stuff, can smash yeah, and you don't even have to have a tile floor. The kids can just drop it right on the heart, the plastic floor and it'll smash just fine. It that's you and I, isn't it? Those everyday dishes, broken, scratched, chipped, filled with all of our flaws and our mistakes. Until then we come to those few special days of the year where where mom pulls out the fine china. Beautiful my mom never even let the kids near it. You know, you could sit there and look at it on the table, but you actually had to eat off the paper plate sitting next to it. <laughs> it's pristine with all the little flowers. You wash it by hand, and only Dad could pick it up and, and wash it. And, and that's God. And, and Phyllis knew that was God. He was set apart. He was, he was holy. He was righteous. He was just. Not just perfect in His appearance or good in all of his behavior, but so far above and beyond her that she longed she longed to know him. She wanted nothing more than to eat off those plates every day. She wanted that peace to be whole and well, like that plate with her Lord. And that's what the Holy Spirit really wanted to give her and to give you and me, isn't it? That real peace, not just a a pristine lake on a beautiful morning, but the wholeness and the beauty and the glory and the honor that you're set apart as a fine dining plate just for one day of the year. It's a peace that Phyllis got because she had an advocate. Somebody who told her that no matter how much she was a, a broken plate chipped and Scratched and dented, and probably getting smashed up every now and then, you know, falling apart in this life. There was another person whose was, plate was far more broken. Her Lord Jesus, whose plate was not just scratched and dented and dinged, but was smashed into a million pieces for her on a cross. A plate that was busted so far apart that you couldn't put the pieces back together, it seems. Until on the third day that he rose from the dead. And his plate was glorious and beautiful and perfect and holy once again. And a plate that he then said, Phyllis, this is yours. Come and eat. And that's a plate that she enjoys to this day. A plate that she gets now. And a plate that someday, God willing, you and I, each one of us, will get to enjoy with her. A fine plate, a beautiful plate of china, enjoying the holiness and the righteousness and the beauty of God forever. That's real peace. That's the peace that Phyllis can have, that she has with her God. That's the peace you and I can have because we have an advocate. We have one fighting in our place, saying, yes, Your plate is chipped, it's broken, it's a mess, it's a disaster. You're falling apart. But there is somebody whose plate was smashed for you. And he wants to give his plate to you. So you can feast with him forever. I look forward to that feast someday with Phyllis. Fine dining in eternity. Enjoying the righteousness and the goodness and the justice and the holiness of God. And I know you do too. So let's pray today that God would not only let us remember well Phyllis' life, but remember that advocate, that advocate who gives you and I real peace.